Good News Ministries of GNN.org presents The Story in the Bible. Now, here is Terry Modica. The word Genesis. I want to start out with the meaning of the word Genesis here. Somebody read to me the first three words of the first verse of the first book of the Bible. Just read it loud. In the beginning. That's what the word Genesis means. In Greek, in the beginning, is said Genesis. That's the translation. So they named the book after the first line of the book itself. Now, the first point that Scripture teaches us, the first key thing to remember that God is trying to reveal to us, I'm going to right now read just the first chapter, but skipping parts so that it doesn't take too long, because I'm going to read some highlights that really drive home the point. Chapter 1, verse 3. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God then separated the light from the darkness. Verse 6. Let there be a dome in the middle of the waters to separate one body of water from the other. Verse 8. God called the dome the sky. Verse 9, let the water under the sky be gathered into a single basin. Verse 10, God called the dry land the earth and the basin of the water he called the sea. And he said, let the earth bring forth vegetation, every kind of plant that bears seeds and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit with its seeds in it. I'm going to read some more, but I'm going to stop here for a moment to point out something. This is something we've all heard a million times, right? We're very familiar with this. Today, as you hear this, And read this. Keep in mind that God is speaking to you personally and individually. God did this act of creation for you. What this chapter of Genesis is telling us, because we know from evolution that it didn't happen literally the way it's in here. This is a theological story to drive home A point about God. It's revelation to teach us something about our relationship with God. And what it says about our relationship with God is He loves each of us so much that He created everything for us. So with that in mind, let's continue reading the story of creation. Verse 14. Let there be light in the dome of the sky to separate day and night for for Helen, for Judith, for Marie, For Josie, for Willie, (laughs) let them mark the fixed times, the days, and the years, and serve as luminaries in the dome of the sky. Skip to verse 20. God said, let the water teem with an abundance of living creatures, and on the earth let birds fly. 21. God created the great sea monsters and all kinds of swimming creatures. Verse 24. Let the earth bring forth all kinds of living creatures, cattle, creeping things, and wild things of all kinds. You know God wants us to enjoy the creeping things? He created them because it's good. Remember he says after each of these things, I haven't been reading it, but he says what? And he looked at it and it was good. You mean the creeping things are good? Next time you see a spider creep across the floor, remember, it's good. Verse 26, God said, The highlight of creation, the climax of creation. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the cattle, and over all the wild animals, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground. God created man in his image. 
In the divine image he created him, male and female he created them. And skip down to verse 31. God looked at everything he had made, including us, and he found it very good. When he looked at you when you were conceived in your mother's womb, he said, yeah, I know what the future's like for this person, and she or he is very good. He looks at us and sees us as very good. We see ourselves as major screw-ups. He sees us as very good. Now, there's a few things I want to get back into that often raise questions in people's minds. If we go back to verse 26, let us make man in our image. You ever wonder why it's a plural form? Well, it does not mean Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because Moses, who was the author, the one who wrote down the book of Genesis, did not know about Blessed Trinity. Didn't know that stuff. That was theology for the future. But... The word for God that Moses used is E-L. The word for God is Elohim. And that's what our translation comes out from, where we say our. Moses, when he wrote the word God said, let there be light, he used the word Elohim for God. He was trying to show, within the constraints of the language he had to work with, that God's majesty was all-encompassing. He was far greater than any of the other gods in Moses' day. His majesty and his endless potential was what Moses was referring to when he chose to use the plural. So that's why we see the word our image. And another thing that sometimes disturbs people, in verse 27, God created man in his image. Right here, it's not referring to Adam and Adam alone. It's referring to mankind. But the reason why our translations do not say mankind in his image is is, there's a theological point being made here. Verse 27 again, God created man in his image, male and female he created them. There are two kinds of man, male and female. So the word man in the Bible is not referring to just one gender. It's referring to both genders. Some versions of the Bible begin to use the word Adam for man very early on. In the New American Bible, which is the Catholic version that we hear at Mass and that many of you have here, the name Adam is not used until chapter 4, verse 25. Until then, it's all referred to as man. And when the Bible says the man, it's referring to Adam as a person of a gender. When it says man without the word the in front of it, as a general rule, it's referring to mankind, both genders. And something interesting about the name Adam. The name Adam, anybody know what the word Adam means? It means dust. The Hebrew word, I'll spell it A-D-A-M-A-H, is the word for ground. And notice that in the middle of that word, the first four letters of the word for ground is Adam. The three letters, D-A-M, in the middle of that word for ground means blood. It's the Hebrew word for blood. So the name Adam comes from a play on words here, referring to blood, meaning the life that God gave mankind, It's referring to ground, meaning that's where God created us from. Dust, ground, same thing. 
And by the way, the name Eve, originally, in the first few references to her, she's not called Eve. She's called woman. She's called woman. She doesn't get her name Eve until she eats that forbidden fruit, until original sin sets in. Then she's given her name. Before that, she's woman. Who else do we know in Scripture who is called woman? Mary. At the wedding at Cana, when Mary says, Oh, son, they've run out of wine and the party's not nearly over yet. This is a disaster for the host. Why don't you do something about it? And what does Jesus say? Woman, it's not my time yet. It kind of like sounds like an insult. But what he's doing is referring back to the perfect woman who does not have original sin. It was a great compliment for him to call his mother woman. Another time when Jesus calls her woman is when he's dying on the cross. What does he say to her when John is with her? Woman, behold thy son. He calls her woman again at the holiest moment of his life. You've been listening to Story in the Bible. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.